Chapter 17 It turned out that Ken had been wrong about all the Wardell back. Perhaps at one time, years ago, his big garage might have been lined with fresh firewood, stacked head high. But the yard was now picked clean of every last scrap of kindling. The parties Ken had mentioned were now a thing of many years past, and to call them parties would be a flattering assumption. More likely, the mansion's vast backyard had been a bonfire haven for vagrants, hitchhikers, and the homeless. All the wood was burned up along with every piece of lawn furniture, every low tree limb, and almost every single blade of grass. Even the floorboards and steps to the back deck had been removed, broken apart, and thrown into a fire. A fire likely killed by many streams of hobo urine. This much was plain fact, judging from the smell. The air reeked of sweat and garbage with a faint touch of lunch meat. Mike held his breath and covered his nose. Peter waved the stench away with his hat. Ken crouched beside them, holding a flashlight and sliding its beam over the yard and out to the line of trees. Just like inside, there was nowhere to sit. Ken passed Mike a bottle of wine. Mike took a long swig, hoping it would dull the taste in his mouth. It didn't. He swallowed hard. The wine was bad. He passed it to Peter. Peter took a long drink as well, frowning at the taste. Nothing much left, Peter said, kicking a pile of trash at his feet. Yeah, Ken agreed, chewing his lip. Mike took back the bottle of wine and drank once more, sighing and walking out into the darkness toward the trees. Where are you going? Peter called to him. To find wood, Mike said. I'd rather do that than go back inside. Ken and Peter followed him, pushing aside burned-up chairs and fence posts as they stumbled through the brush and reached the shadows of the woods. Ken pointed the flashlight into the trees, but it was too dim to guide them. They entered with their arms outreached, blindly feeling their way along a trail. This is Mahaga Trail, Ken said. This is the path to Big Maple. Peter and Mike rolled their eyes, but it was too dark for Ken to notice their disinterest, so he kept talking. At the end of this trail is a tree called Big Maple. It is a very old tree, older than most of the trees in this area. It's so tall you can't see the top, and its lowest limbs are so high it can't be climbed. But a guy named Mahaga made this trail back when he first discovered it. He said the tree brought him peace when he sat beneath it. Said there was humbling awe in the tree's unmountable size and beauty, and that the tree represented something, something too powerful for words, something too complex to be explained. Mahaga Trail is one of the shortest, flattest hiking trails in this county. But its end point at the base of Big Maple is one of the most beautiful places in the whole state. Where the fuck did you hear all of that? Mike asked. That sounds like you read that right off the back of a brochure from the Chamber of Commerce. I've lived in this county my whole life, and I've never heard of Big Maple or this thin-ass trail. It's a story my dad told me when we first moved into this house, Ken replied, lighting a joint, taking a drag. 
Back when I was little, my dad and me found this trail. It was on our property and not open to the public. So we hiked in and found the tree, and the whole walk back, he told me the story about Mahaga and Big Maple. Your dad was probably just making all that shit up, Mike said. My dad was definitely making the whole thing up, Ken said with a cough. I could even tell back then by the way his story disconnected in areas and trailed off in others. He was just trying to excite me about our discovery and give me something to think about, dream about, something I might one day elaborate on to my own son. Well, your memory is impressive, Mike said mockingly. I haven't thought about this trail or that story in a long time, Ken said. But now that I'm here, I remember it all perfectly. Why'd you tell us that if it was just made up, Peter asked. I just thought it was a neat story, Ken said. Mike and Peter knew there was something deeper to what Ken was trying to say, but they could tell by the way he held the flashlight and stumbled forward that he was getting too drunk to make his point. They reached Big Maple. It stood in the moonlight. It was not enormous. That's not a maple tree, Peter said, shaking his head. It's not, Ken asked, coughing and spitting up. No, Peter said. I know because there's a big maple tree in my backyard. This tree doesn't even look remotely close to a maple tree. It doesn't, Ken asked, taking a swig of wine. Not at all, Peter said, pointing at a branch. This tree doesn't even have leaves. It has needles. This is a fucking pine tree, and it's not even that big. That's what I was thinking, Mike agreed. Ken looked up at Big Maple. It might have been 30 feet high. All its limbs were eaten away and cankerous, oozing green bile sap like a cartoon corpse. Its bark was the color of an old, dirty band-aid, and its hollowed trunk was no wider than any of the other trees around it. He drug the flashlight's beam down the length of it, and there, lying at its base, was a discarded condom. How beautiful, Mike said. It must have looked different to me back then, Ken said, somewhat embarrassed. Things don't stay the same, I guess. He belched and threw the bottle at the base of the tree where it landed and rolled to rest beside the condom. Then he turned and started back down the trail, breaking a few branches from the trees along the path. Grab some sticks if you can, he called back to them, waving his flashlight. We can still make a fire. I haven't made a fire in a long time. I want to go home, Mike whispered, nudging Peter in the chest. Let's get the fuck out of here, man. I'm done listening to this bullshit. I'm too fucked up to drive, Peter said. Mike glared at him. I took a few more swigs with Ken when we got on the trail, Peter confessed. I drank too much of that wine and smoked too much of Ken's joint. I'm too nervous right now to drive. That weed kind of made me feel weird. I just need to chill out for a second before I think about driving. Mike shook his head, amazed at how annoying the situation had become. You dumbass, he said, pushing past Peter and stomping back down the trail. 